Welcome to the Third One Sucks Sophomore Slump, where we rank every record in the discography from first to worst. I'm Dan. I'm Mark. And I'm Jake. And it's like a psychedelic switch. Switch, 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 switch. I just did it manually. <laughs> <laughs> what are we listening to today, Whoa, Mark? That was some sweet reverb. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> we are listening to The Loveliest Time. The seventh studio album by Canadian singer-songwriter Carly Rae Jepsen. It was released on July 28th, 2023 by 604 Records, Schoolboy, and Interscope Records, and was produced by 11 different producers. What is our review for this week? Well, Marco, buddy, or pal, our fan review this week comes from albumoftheyear.org, and it comes from Max Juan, who said 70. Sorry, gays and girls, but I hate. <laughs> 70, 70 is an odd number hate? for hate. Yeah, you yeah, hate a 70? <laughs> Max, I, I'm getting mixed signals from your review here. I guess 100%. maybe there's room to say, like, I recognize the talent, but this just ain't for me. I get like hmm, I, I it has to be something I, to that effect. I largely have this experience personally with the with Quentin Tarantino. Mm. <laughs> uh, Except for it's sorry, foot fetishists, but I hate. Sure, but I hate. <laughs> sorry, white dudes who like to say the n word, uh, but I hate. <laughs> That's my experience with 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 your uh, your more diehard Tarantino yeah. fans. Uh, yeah. um, That's definitely I the f- overlap between Tarantino fans and Carly Rae Jepsen fans. They're both racist. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I thought we said a lot of ray guns. I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, I also uh, where do you, where would what's y'all's number on hate? When you hate something, what number would you give it? What's the, I mean, what's the highest number oh, you give it wow. that you still hate it? Like, uh, this is a look, surprisingly I, perplexing question. It's not for me because I think I have a fucking, <laughs> I have a spreadsheet for every time I watch new movies and shit and I rank sure. everything. <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't just got a letterbox. <laughs> that's what I, I don't. I, ha- I have my, I have a, I have a Google drive. That's just all. That's just all of this shit. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the difference between us is because I also like to log movies, but I want people to know what I thought about it. God damn it! <laughs> no, they gotta. If you wanna, if you wanna know what I thought about a film that I just watched, you have to talk to me like it's old West times. You have to talk to me like I'm a human person and not just read something that I clicked on the internet. And yet I still want people to look at it. So figure- <laughs> uh, Dan will send you the spreadsheet if you ask. Is what I we're will at. if you if you ask me, I will. <laughs> I will send you the spreadsheet <laughs> straight to your inbox. You can see how I feel about, uh, I don't know, that movie where Sebastian Stan ate people. <laughs> I, I forgot what it's called. Fresh. That's what it was. Uh, I have thought about this a lot. And I think a three is where I would, is the highest I would give something that I hate. Where I can that be like, I have technical right? proficiency here. Where three out of five, I'm assuming. <laughs> three, no, three out of ten. Three, okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Three out of ten. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me make that clear. I've, I've recently moved from a five-point grading scale, or really a ten-point grading scale with intervals of half in between. I used to do one through five stars. These are things nobody cares about but me. But you know, if you cupped up with my <laughs> spreadsheet, maybe you would care. <laughs> and I recently moved from that to like ranking everything from like uh, between one and ten, and then having half 
increments in between. So it's effectively a 20 scale. And now I would, all this to say, I would do a three out of 10. That's, that's the highest I think I would. That feels about right. I can, I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm in about the same place. Cause once I hit like, I usually do, uh, fives with the half stars. Um, I mm-hmm. like I like a nice just five point scale, and I famously hate a hundred point scale. There is <laughs> sure. li- there is literally no difference between a seventy five and a seventy six. Like that that is you cannot quantify that in a way that matters. So mm-hmm. why do why uh, I have blocked TikTok like the entire accounts on TikTok because I saw them give a review of something <laughs> that was like seventy eight point four nine. I was like I don't need to ever hear what you have to say. I cannot care about your opinions. Um, but I think I think probably three out of ten is about where I am with uh, with I hate this. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> this is the highest I can give it. If I like it, I can give it lower. Like if it's bad, but I still like it, I can recognize that and still give it like you know a two because i you know sometimes i like sometimes i'm like a raccoon sometimes i want to eat the trash you know right right if i hate it i can't i in good conscience give you uh anything above a three i think is, is probably where i am too my that the whole like granularity of like what's a 76.39 or whatever the fuck is exactly why i stopped at like a the 20 point like in between scale of like one through <laughs> ten just, with path like intervals like that's as granular as i think you can get it without it just becoming pointless and also yeah, I, but also what i was doing before was not granular enough after right, like a year like, and a half of doing it yeah because i can like in my head i can conceptualize conceptualize the difference between a seven and a 7.5 like i can i right. i know what can cross the line to make it from one to the next but like a mm-hmm. 75 to a 76 is literally nothing you cannot explain that in nothing. a way that humans will understand like <laughs> that that is a just for you ranking is this what you tuned in for listeners is this what you <laughs> is this what you wanted here <laughs> i mean your 30 something talk show. about who, how who cares why they're here it's your show <laughs> <laughs> look i'm very interested look if you wanted to have like uh, just a chat about how to grade media out, out off off mic that's a conversation i want to be there for but also i want to be cognizant of the fact that there's a probably a lot of 30 something odd queer white men who are <laughs> listening to a carly ray jepson podcast because that's just the demo uh, and they're like i don't fucking care about numbers this isn't math they got a 15 second skip button they can do the work themselves they do. it's true it's true they can they can you're you can right. tell i've you're been right. podcasting longer than you have because i'm just like fuck them <laughs> <laughs> if they want to listen they will if they don't they don't who gives a shit i did realize this like i think just this year i was like yeah i do this show with mark for as long as he would let me do it and i don't care if nobody listens it, we just <laughs> have a good time so that's the trick I've, i finally got there this year where I, I stopped being so precious about it. And then I think that's when we started making some really good stuff as a result somehow. So yeah, that's, I think, I think that's like genuine, <laughs> genuinely like the, the way that, that, uh, the podcasts go is like, as soon as you're just making it for you again, that's when, that's when you hit the good stuff. Once Josh and I stopped worrying about a lot of stuff, uh, oh boy, Morphin Grid started to soar. Uh, <laughs> I like to think anyway, so. we can talk I- about Carly Ray now, if you want, now that I have gotten all the weak ones out of here. All the weak. No, this is are- this is the podcast now. This is this is the podcast now. We're just talking about charts and graphs uh, and spreadsheets. <laughs> We're not huh? even scoring movies anymore. We're just talking about the methodology of scoring movies. Absolutely, Mark. Mark, what what do you think would be is the is the peak of? Uh, what's your methodology for scoring i have had a very long-standing friday night movie night with two of my very best friends for 
<laughs> I mean, with my buddy Adam, it legitimately dates back to going to the drive-in movies together every Friday when we were in high school. <laughs> so <laughs> 25 oh, yeah. years. And no. we often group our movies into sort of conceptual marathons. So like sometimes it'll be we watch through the entire uh, body of work of a specific director. Sometimes it might be like, oh, we watch all of the Batman movies. Uh, we have been watching Nick Cage movies for yes. seven years, and we're losing ground to him. <laughs> He's we have putting watched, them out faster than you can watch them. We, yeah, we have watched. We spent a full year watching at least one Nick Cage movie every Friday, sometimes two, and since then, <laughs> a, about a lot yeah, of twice Cage. a year, we'll watch another Nick Cage movie just to sort of keep it fresh. Uh, we have watched <laughs> 60 Nicolas Cage movies, give or take. <laughs> I mean, that I man works. <laughs> it does. Like, and because we're only watching two or three a year now, he is legitimately making more movies in a year than we are watching of his movies in a year. <laughs> so we have we have been losing ground to him for several years. But, this is kind of, but like years ago, we drafted up a bunch of spreadsheets that we use. We do both a like a gut reaction score, just how do you feel about this movie one to ten, and then we have a set of like ranking the cinematography, the acting performances, the score, the soundtrack, all of that stuff, each on a one to ten scale that rolls up into a weighted average, so we can compare that weighted average to our gut feel and see if it differs. Mm. Sure, sure. Uh, but all of that is to say, I think my sort of gut standard is around 25% or a 2.5. That's about as high as I'll go for like, this movie is garbage and I'm having a bad time. Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> Once you hit a three, there is something that's at least half a point redeemable in it for me. I, I get that's that. I, I feel like a three is like, is like, I hate this, but like, I can find something that I like that i think is objectively well done i still yep. i still hate it but like i you know i will give it a flower <laughs> if i have to <laughs> yeah that feels about right to me yep <laughs> yep that is a, that's exactly my thought process as well i ended up i think the lowest thing i've ever scored on my end long running spreadsheet right now is skin of a rink i gave it like a 2.5 or something i was just like <laughs> so disappointed I was, I was like this had the potential to be very up my alley and was just aggressively not good filmmaking in my opinion <laughs> i think we've anyway. had one or two movies that have flat out gotten zeros on our sheets <laughs> wow <laughs> hey hey dan yeah when did you first listen to the loveliest time? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting us back on track. I uh, listened to loveliest time after our last podcast, which was like four days ago. We, it was really recent. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Look at it's real weird for there not to be like three weeks between recordings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I listened to it after the last one. My first listen, I did not have a good time with it, honestly. <laughs> I've listened to it exactly one more time since, and that was earlier today. Had a much better experience. We'll get into all that whenever we talk about the album proper, but yeah, that that so far has been my experience with The Loveliest Time. One time, not so lovely. The other one... <laughs> lovely-ish what about you mark this time the actual answer is just a couple hours ago because for the first time in a bit we've managed to record on the day we meant to record on <laughs> nice. so i listened to the album uh after i finished work today 
while I was oh, cooking yeah. the dinner. Nice. That is also. We don't care about what. <laughs> That's about to say. I well, I listened to it. I just I just googled it because I tweeted about it. Uh, the first time I listened to it was this is the longest I waited bef- between a uh, Carly Rae album coming out and me listening to it, and it, that was um, like three weeks. I, it was it was mid August that I listened to it finally. I also bounced off it real hard, and I also would like to issue a correction from the dedicated side B one. Um, where I said that I, that uh, my friend Tanner said that they liked Dedicated Side B more than this one, but they actually said they liked this one more than that one. I said this mm-hmm. one was worse. I have changed my stance since listening to this again today for the first time since August. I actually really liked it this time. Hey, um, <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I maybe it's because I put <laughs> I put my good headphones on, and so I could hear all the sweet bass going on in here. But um, yeah, that's. I like this one quite a bit more on a second <laughs> listen also, Dan. Hell yeah. I don't know what that's about. It's very fun to hear that we had parallel experiences there. Is there anything else we need to vamp for time on before we get started? <laughs> I feel like we're, I good. I think we're, we're about good. the quarter hour mark, which is consistent with what we <laughs> yeah, usually get in the chat. For sure. In case we weren't already nuts and bolts enough about how this process works. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, all right. Well, Let's get started then. Listener, hi. Have you noticed this isn't the regular show? If you're just now noticing, I have a lot of questions for you because there's been like 12 of these motherfuckers between the last time we did. <laughs> a lot something more Carly normal. Ray than you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done so many Carly Rays and we did uh, a few others before that. This is the other thing that we usually do during the summers, but SAG After is still, as of today, on strike. Not for you whenever you're listening to this, maybe. We don't know yet, but hopefully, right now... On November 1st, to part the kimono, as Jake likes to say, when we are recording this, Psychiatra is still on strike. They're still trying to get that all resolved, so we're doing the music thing until that gets fixed. Will this be the last one of that? We don't fucking know, because we don't know. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) So either there's more music in the next episode, or we're going to be talking about movies in a couple weeks. We'll find out together. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to this version of the show before, we're going to listen along to the record while we talk about it. So, unlike the movies where we watch a thing prior and then talk about it, this is all happening in real time, so you can cue things up and listen to it with us. So, if you want to do that and you don't own a copy of the record, guess what? We have a link in the description along with timestamps in case you get desynced. Regardless of how you choose to listen, we are going to count three, two, one, go and press play on go. If you do need to get everything queued up, now is the time to do that. Are you all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. We are going to hit play. And three, two, one, go. Never over. <laughs> this is anything to be with you. <laughs> Comes out of the gate in a real weird way. It It is the music behind it kicks ass though this sounds like an adult swim commercial in a kick-ass way <laughs> and i'm pretty jake <laughs> jake this fucking record is like mid 2000s adult swim core 100 yeah. <laughs> percent there is one song later i'm not sure which one it is but there's one song later that straight up sounds like a a, a knuckle stage in sonic adventure 2 battle <laughs> and this yes. sounds like adult swim um very much enjoyed it and i am a lyrics guy i as i have mentioned i think every time um couldn't tell you pretty much any lyrics from this album but 
um, did really enjoy the music, like it musically more than lyrically, uh, which rarely happens outside of uh, like a K-pop album where I cannot tell what the lyrics are um, in general. Sure. This song is straight up a Demon Days era Gorillaz track. That's it all it sounds like, like to me. It sounds like like she made it in a garage and i know she only had 11 producers this is a real a real thin uh skeleton crew of producers on this one but like this one sounds like one of the more like kind of like just people fucking around in their garage songs in a way Mm -hmm. that i really dig (laughs) it it sounds like a gorilla song the listener knows what i'm talking about Mark, how you feeling about this one? I like it. It's, you know, it's it's sort of surprising out of the gate, and it took a minute the first mm-hmm. time I heard it for my brain to sort of settle into what was happening. Sure. But once yeah. I did, I enjoy it. I have a good time with this song. It definitely comes out of the gate strong with the never overs over and over again. Yeah. Like... My general feeling is, on this song is that if uh, Jet Grind Radio had been made by yes. well-meaning white Canadians, this would be on the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I, like, I don't want to, maybe I shouldn't, again, this is the opposite of bearing the lead. Dig up the lead this quick, but, like, I think I like this one more than I like Loneliest Time. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I just clicked with this one a lot more. Like, like on the first time I, I listened to it, um, I think I just listened to, like, the playlist on YouTube. So, like, in between every song, there's a commercial for, mm, right. you know, <laughs> sick Russian kids and crypto or whatever the hell YouTube's got going on <laughs> over there right now. Um, I get a lot of... We're on to Kamikaze as I'm talking um I, I get a lot of sick russian kids like please give us money for this sick russian kid and i was like why how much money did this ad cost why don't you give that money to the sick <laughs> russian kid um but you know what do i know um <laughs> but like i think i think by doing it that way it's it like i don't know it just wasn't the right way to to listen to the album but no um, i just yeah i just kind of bounced <laughs> off of it but this time i'm like no i'm in i think i'm in on this one the experience matters, Jake. The, it, look, this is why I advocate so far <laughs> listening to records in order without fucking ads I, in between. I think if I put this one on a shuffle, I would have just as good of a time. Um, maybe <laughs> okay. better because the last two songs, I feel like... I don't know how I feel about the last two. So if it ended up something different, maybe I'd like that. But uh, but but no no ads, definitely the way to go, probably, on, uh, on this one. Sure. I don't know how to feel about a song called Kamikaze in the year 2023. I don't know where we we land on <laughs> whether that's okay or appropriate or what. I'm just a dumb white person. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, very technically, it just means divine wind, but the word itself right. means something different. Um, sure. So... Yeah, could could go either way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm not gonna act like I'm above it because one, I generally have a pretty good time with the song, and two, uh, Mark and I listened to a band that also had a song called Kamikaze in the early twenty 
20 aughts the 20 aughts one i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah that sounds that's when boogaloo came out so yes. i think it was a b-side from that so that drags uh yes we it got you jake we're talking about christian that. music yeah, again. yeah i know and I do believe it was cut from that album because that album released in 2001. I think that's why it ultimately mm, became yeah. a B-side. Hmm. Yeah. I. I think. I, I think. I, I wonder why. The, the, <laughs> the reasoning behind doing that. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't put a song about pilots, but about suicide bombers crashing into things. I don't know. I, it's a mystery to all of us. Okay. It's weird. I like this song too. This is this is a <laughs> this is a capital G capital T good time album. It just bounces along having fun. Yeah, I I think my I had such a bad reaction, and we're gonna get to where my what what soured my entire experience with this whole record here after a bit. Um, that first time through, it, because it was such a letdown. Because right out the gate, like in terms of instrumentation. I, I was on the board from the get-go. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. hell yes. Listen to this fucking Ape Escape soundtrack-ass <laughs> song that's going on right now. Are you kidding me? After is, last night, just started playing. Yeah. <laughs> this is this definitely sounds like... like Yeah, this is, this is g- gamer music. <laughs> this whole I really thought... Really, because I listened to this just a couple of hours ago, and as I was listening to it and enjoying it, I thought, "Oh, good! I'm actually going to have something to say for this album. I'm going to have a weird contrarian take. Cause I'm having such a good time." And now here, all three of us are just having a good time. That's very gotcha, encouraging, Mark. and it is affirming to me and my music opinions. Uh, but I do like. Uh, I was so amped for like, oh, I'm going to have things to say this time. <laughs> You can still say things like you, you like God knows that Jake and I will fill every open space with our meat flaps. But, See, like if, but this yeah. is the thing I've said for a very long time because I've been I think we started podcasting around 2017, 2016, somewhere in that neighborhood. 20, I am it would a have been very 2018. Good, I am a very good second or third person on the mic. I am not the person you want to carry the conversation. I'm never the person you want to be the host. But if you want someone who is a co-host with the word co-underlined, I'm right there for you, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I think you hold your own quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I hold my own. I don't lead discussions. <laughs> I see, I see what I, you're saying. I would argue that whenever our show is doing the normal thing, you do lead the discussion. Like your your job is to keep things moving and on rails and functioning properly. And my job is to make make funny quips, some funny with an asterisk. <laughs> your mileage may vary, listener. They're they're funny to me. God damn it, it's still real to me. Damn it. Uh, and that's that's it. As long as I'm doing bits for myself and Mark, I'm happy. Uh, we have you often noted that we have a sort of Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear dynamic on that particular podcast. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Waka waka, motherfucker. <laughs> I know it's a strike is still on. Y'all did, but y'all did the Muppet movies, right? How did you do? Oh yeah. Uh, did you do follow that bird? 
Uh, we did not because there were a lot of Muppet movies and we were trying to limit it. But we did when we watched the Muppets for our movie night marathon. We absolutely included Follow That Bird because that is that's, an important Muppet movie. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Um, that's why it's I'm very a Big good. Bird fan. That's why Big it Bird's could- my favorite Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was talking to Mark is, about on on my on mindful self indulgence about something. Whenever I discovered that Big Bird was like six years old, yeah, it's weird. Most of the Muppets, are, so most of the <laughs> most of the Sesame Street Muppets are intended to be preschool age. Yeah, Big Bird. Like I think Big Bird makes sense to be a child when you realize he has an imaginary friend. But like it, like yeah. when when we're not talking about Snuffleupagus, it's like that's. He could be that's Big Bird. It could be any age. Who sure. knows? <laughs> we are onto aeroplanes. Mark's favorite way to say aeroplane. I was so delighted when this track showed up because Dan gives me so much shit for how I pronounce aeroplane. It made me yeah, so look, happy. It, it's <laughs> playfully, all in good. Playfully fun. to be clear, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh not playfully. I think this song sucks. Donkey Dunk. It's awful. I hate it. This is the worst Carly Rae Jepsen song as far as I'm concerned. The worst? I That I've heard so far. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's... I'm very neutral on this one. I don't... I, I don't... Uh, I'm like a 70 hate it, you know? Like, like it's like, eh, it's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> Is it the composition of the song, the lyrics, or a combination of both? It's all the things. It's all, it just, it effectively bombs for me. Just all around. It is interesting to me because something about the, the odd composition of the instruments, uh, itches my brain in a very satisfying way i have never understood asmr i have never gotten anything out of that particular kind of experience but this song makes me think like oh i wonder if this is what people who like asmr are experiencing it this song makes my brain feel good i have um i i have uh the the opposite of intended reaction to asmr and that it turns me into a feral wolverine um <laughs> when i hear it um but the the first time I was like maybe I do understand ASMR is uh, Olivia Rodrigo's um, bad idea right the um, mm, okay the the way she keeps saying it's a bad idea right like seeing you tonight it's, and she keeps like building I'm like if this would go on for another eight minutes I think it would be the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard just this part keep building getting more and more frantic and desperate as it goes I think that I think that maybe that's what ASMR is intended to do to normal people but um uh. I I do kind of agree though that I like the it's like this song is kind of weird and and it like kind of tickles a part of my brain that I that doesn't usually get tickled. I don't think this yep. is the song that I that reminded me of Sonic Adventure Two Battle, but the little the little like kind of piano tingles in the back uh, might be what I was thinking of, but I don't think it's this one. I think it's I think it might be uh, one of the next couple. <laughs> I I don't some of the texturing stuff is fine but just like the general it's bad vibes it's got bad vibes I for you I don't <laughs> it I, I look 
Mark, if if this makes you think you kind of get ASMR, it makes me have the same reaction to this as Jake has to ASMR, oh. where I turn into a feral wolverine, <laughs> and I just I hate what's happening. Well, thankfully, it's over. It is. We're on to Shy Boy, which was a choice for a single. Yeah. I don't know if I would do this one. The, the other choice. thing is I I listened to this this time with my good headphones, which have like, I don't know how, how mm-hmm. much better they are, but they have better bass uh, in them than mm-hmm. the Apple uh, earbuds that I have in. And like half the songs just sound like way different without <laughs> without yeah. having the full range of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I would go with this. I would have put anything to be with you out as the single and then call it good there. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, for this album. But it's also weird that this is the single and not the highest played al- like song on the album. Mm-hmm. Like, what was going on with Collage with a K, the Mortal Kombat Collage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> this might, this, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, this might be the uh, Sonic Adventure 2. It sounds like a Knuckles level in Sonic Adventure 2. Mm. It's that this little, whatever this weird droning thing is going on right now. I think that might be it, where it's like, yeah, I could find pieces of emeralds mm. to this. It's no Pumpkin Hill, but. No. What is? It'll do in a pinch. No, if I, I, I need to. Fight freak um, knuckles. <laughs> I love him. I need, I need somebody to, because Idris Elba is also a rapper, and I need someone just mm. to give him the lyrics to Pumpkin Hill and be like, "Hey, for for the yes. fans, you just gotta do this. You don't even have to do it well. Just say it however you feel like, and we will pop the fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it will. Can't believe Idris Elba is Knuckles still. It's what such- a wild world we live in, you guys. <laughs> like Ben Schwartz as Sonic makes sense. He he's all the blue guys anyway. <laughs> he's in all the blue guys for a while. Right. He's That's he's funny, you know. Yeah, he's his job is blue guys. He's you know, <laughs> it's, yes. like, it's fine. And but like He's good at it, and I think he's a. I think his voice is good for Sonic. There is some. He does say some Sonic. He was there was an interview a while ago where he was saying like Sonic catchphrases, but he was emphasizing them way wrong, and it just it like felt like <laughs> um like being in a Funhouse Mirror version of Sonic. Um, <laughs> right, but right. Then you know, second one comes out, and it's uh, it's oh, I forget her last name, Colleen something, the voice actor for Tails. Oshaughnessy, like the, you know, yeah, yeah, and um, and like you know, not a not a. It wasn't like. Anya Taylor Joy or whomever the you know flavor of the week is right right um not to say that Anya Taylor Joy is the flavor of the week she made me cry in North Bend she's a good actress it's like <laughs> don't I'm not trying to disparage her her work but you know what I mean yeah but then, they, then they're the like menu. yeah then then it's like then we're just gonna like swing wildly back around to Idris Elba to be Knuckles like okay yeah sure <laughs> let's, let's get that guy he crushed here. it he was great he was He's great like, at it yeah yeah. Idris Elba also great as the gunslinger in a really bad Dark Tower movie. I want to mm. see that movie so bad, but it's as you might imagine, you can't find it anywhere because it made no money, <laughs> so nobody wants to have it on their service. It's We're not a great collage. movie, but his performance is so good, just really good. 
What's this song up to? This is a. Yeah, I like it. I guess the melody in this one is so different mm-hmm. from like everything else she's done right? that it like yes. really sticks out. I wanted to say this is a departure from her usual vocal choice, but my brain forgot the word departure and I could not find it for a solid minute. <laughs> this is a different a, thing, guys. This it's is different the not from normal. same. <laughs> yeah. You know when saying not same? <laughs> right. <laughs> that. This this is one of those. It's um, one of those. I, I like it. Those fellas. Yeah. I don't know why it's spelled Mortal Kombat style, but, you know. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Who am I to judge? She owed WB money, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) I Look, here's what I like about this record. She's truly pushing out in some new directions. Yes. That's fair to say, yeah. I don't Especially think after, it always works, but no. But I mean, like you know, that's kind of part of the deal, though, right? Is like you got to find yeah. out what doesn't work when you do that too. Exactly. But especially, especially coming after um, loneliest time, which was like really samey. Like a lot of it was like kind of homogenized um, mm-hmm. in a way that I did not terribly care for. This one, just having big <laughs> swings, is just nice. That it's like this is the weird. The weird stuff is here. Finally, that's what I'm. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Now, usually, a song that's mid-tempo like this would put you to sleep, Jake. So usually, <laughs> but it, it, but it's, I'm but surprised. it's like the again, it's like the melody of of it is just like so different from I think every single other thing she's done. We've listened to the rest of her songs over the course of this uh, podcast series, so you know, pretty familiar <laughs> with yeah, you know, they're pretty yeah you know, fresh, and this one's just so different that I that it just like grabs me right away because you're because you're right a lot of. You know, a lot of slower mid-tempo songs. There's one song on here that is literally about nothing, and I it's I'm excited to talk about it, but uh, I don't know if excited is the right word. <laughs> um, but um, like, it just I don't know. It 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 broke the mold. Every once in a while, something something's got to be an exception that proves the rule. Sure. I like that. It's also like. Like it, like instrumentation wise, it's not very busy, which I like. No, very sparse. Yeah. It's got these psychedelic ass blips and bloops, beeps yeah. and bops, rock steady and bebops. <laughs> <laughs> All your favorite. Warthogs and <laughs> rhinos. All, all your favorite, right, yeah. yeah, all your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. <laughs> There's a lot of songs it. on this one that, that I was that I I just wish was on Loneliest Time instead of uh, <laughs> a hefty amount of Loneliest Time. <laughs> Interesting. 
it's fine. I fixed it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, we fixed I, it last I, time. <laughs> yeah, and and you have a playlist, and and it, you said you you got some you, you fussing to do with it still. Uh, but I am excited to listen to the the playlist, uh, <laughs> the fixed version. Um, loneliest time, Dan's version. Um, later. Oh, good lord. Uh, we're on to shadow. Yeah, I I do still need to tinker with it, but. So if it's if the track listing's a little different on that last one and we didn't say something about it, then now you know. Now you're listening to this now one. You know. you know why. The tracks are all the same. They just might be in a slightly different order just to help us flow. I did that real yeah. quick based off of we had to start a show in 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you say this is Shadow? This is Shadow, yeah. This is Shadow. Another Sonic the Also from track. Sonic Adventure yeah. 2. Yes. This, yeah. <laughs> my kid is very very into sonic the hedgehog it's pretty delightful nice hell yeah how could you not be <laughs> um, well the I answer was, to I, that is sega doesn't know what the fuck to do with him right. sega, yeah sega's uh you know i was never a sonic fan growing up because i was a nintendo kid and i thought that if mm. you had a sega genesis that meant you were like a one percent billionaire uh <laughs> so i um <laughs> I didn't, uh, and I also, and this is, I, I've said this very often, uh, Sonic goes too fast in, in his early games. <laughs> He's too fast oh, for yeah. it to be fun, because you'll be running, and then you'll be like, this is cool, and then you'll just dead stop, because you don't know that there's a big box in front of you, because you're going so fast, you can't tell what's happening. <laughs> um, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, I, I, I have put genuinely probably 200 hours into that game when I was a kid on, on the GameCube between me and my friend Eli just just making a billion chows and then just playing the oh, game yes. very often. Um, that's, the, that's the thing. Sonic Adventure 2 is like... Sonic Adventure 2 is the game you play for the first like 15 hours of that, maybe? And, yeah, then, and then the, the rest of it's the rest, animals. Like, <laughs> the the, re- the yeah, the other like 145 hours that you play of that game is the Chow Garden. <laughs> yeah. No, I love classic Sonic, so I will big disagree it it goes too fast. He moved too fast. I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. I'm a Mario guy. When I when Mario moves fast, it's a it's a it's an appreciable fast. It's a fast I can grok. <laughs> you know? Sonic just too fast. Also also only only billionaires had a Sega to play it on. So like that's not, I grew, that's I grew f- up in a trailer park. I don't know. I, I don't have a Sega, Are you kidding me? I, Jake, I lived in a trailer whenever I got my Sega Genesis. This oh, your, your, your argument immediately falls apart. <laughs> See, that's that, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know now it's wrong, but in that was just literally what was in my head when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and so it's, you sure. know now it's now it's just a joke I grab onto. Um, We're on to psychedelic switch, y'all. This is just Daft Punk. This is just Daft Punk, right? <laughs> Love uh, this song. Uh, really have a good time I, with this I, song. I heard I this song like, it. like <laughs> I, I think I've heard this song for the first time on MTV2 whenever they were playing music videos <laughs> taken from Interstellar 4 5. <laughs> uh, the, the bouncing back and forth we talked about a, a couple episodes ago and mm-hmm. we were like maybe it was the emotion of, I don't know. It was at some point during this, we have talked about um, when things we know, pan back and forth real quick. Um, Spotify does have a mono mode. I found out the other day. Um, 
Oh yeah. Just just independent of anything else. It just it came across some some feed or another about hey, you can put you can put it in mono if you don't want to hear bouncing back and forth. Um This song, I don't I like it. I like it okay. I don't like it a lot because she just says the psychedelic switch um I think 1500 times over the course of the <laughs> song it's also really long it's four and a half minutes long and mm-hmm. that's a long time to only say it's a psychedelic switch that's a daft punk amount of song mark I never got you have more punk. nostalgia here you have more nostalgia here you tell me how you feel about this song love the song really really i could put this song on repeat for a solid half an hour while playing some hacky sack it would be a perfect time <laughs> I don't think that's inaccurate. I like I. <laughs> my little brother and I used to play footbag together while listening to Daft Punk. That's a very specific reference for my mm. little brother, who I don't think listens to any podcasts because he is a weird modern aesthetic monk who lives alone in a White House mm. with no furniture. Ew. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually not true. He lives with a very uh, lovely partner that he's been dating for some time, and <laughs> a lot of his own personal artwork is on his walls. Okay, better. <laughs> uh, but he is a weird aesthetic monk who does not particularly enjoy possessions and uh, uh, engages with culture in a way that like is very interesting, but is usually things I have no knowledge of. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I also have a friend who has a is a very Spartan um, <laughs> decorator, I guess. Uh, who like at one point was like, what if I just get rid of all of my things? And I was like, well, Tony, you could do that. <laughs> you absolutely can. Um, There's no rule not, saying though, you can't. So. It's like a, sorry, sorry. What is it like, Carly? <laughs> like a psychedelic switch. I also really wish somebody just came in here and was like, mm, we don't stop. <laughs> It's in the middle of that song. This is definitely B-side from Discovery. I don't I don't care what any of y'all say. I'm convinced this is a Daft Punk song. I mean I I again I never really got into Daft Daft Punk, so I will take uh, y'all's word for it. Um Go listen to Discovery and tell me you, you're you're gonna get like five seconds in before you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I get it, and then you can turn it back on and do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Daft Punk. Not only did I enjoy them kind of generically just because they were fun music from my teenage years, mm-hmm. they also then were the soundtrack for Tron Two, which is a real ride or die movie for me. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can't explain uh, it i enjoyed I, the original tron i and the sequel really really worked for me i like it aesthetically i've never actually seen it though uh either of them uh <laughs> my most of most of my tron uh knowledge comes from uh shannon talking about it on kingdom smarts because Sora <laughs> sure, goes liking there. it aesthetically is the correct way to enjoy tron if you're really trying yeah. to like connect heavily to the narrative you're gonna have a bad time <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, there was like a round table of actors, um, we're on to so right. Um, I keep doing Thank this. You. I keep, <laughs> I keep starting a thought right in between songs. Um, there, there was like a round table of actors and Pedro Pascal was talking about, um, the last of us and how like he, he, or 
was it him talking about it? I think it was him talking about it. He got like sucked into a, a video game or something like that. And then Jeff Bridges was like, yeah, I got sucked into a video game too like that once. And they were like, yeah, what game? And he was like, Tron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one there got it though. Oh, Everyone was like, oh, okay. Good. And he was like, that's all right. Very, very good. Continue. <laughs> Tron, the original isekai. <laughs> this song starts weird, but then I, I'm on board pretty quickly. You don't like them talking about hooking up, I think, I think is what they're getting at, if I'm reading between the lines I, correctly. I just don't need it. Like, I don't think it serves the song meaningfully. Look, I listen yeah, I to fucking emo-ass shit. I'm I'm very familiar with people just saying random shit or sampling <laughs> something at the beginning of a song <laughs> and it having nothing to do with it. But that seems more entertaining than whatever they were doing at the beginning of this one. Because right? this I is always, great. I always, this is, I, I love always, this. Yeah, I, I like this. I, I always hear that about emo songs. And I'm like, I, that's none of the bands, none of the emo bands I listen to do any of that stuff. So I don't I just I don't know how I keep missing it. Um, well, because you listen to third wave Mallcore. That's why. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can kickflip to songs that you couldn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a that's good only brag. because I can't kickflip. So, uh, well, I'm okay at it. I think I've landed four total. <laughs> it's tricky. That's, I don't know, probably three more than me. I probably landed a kickflip at some point in my life, but I could never do it. I'm too uncoordinated for that shit. You put me on a bike and I fly like I go three meters and then just topple over like a fucking. <laughs> like the opposite of a weeble wobble. Yeah, I'm the I'm the anti weevil. I fall down immediately <laughs> and aggressively. <laughs> this is a driving kind song. Of, yeah, this is this definitely sounds like uh like the kind of song that I feel like loneliest time could have used in about this spot. Mm-mm. I like the which little synth it, run that's happening in the background there. Yeah, I, which again, it just comes down to uh, it's just more horny New York Carly Rae. Uh, less, I don't need any of this California Carly I Rae still, stuff. I still think this is like Miami. I, th- I don't. This could be California, but it's like it's not Southern California fake. It's like you're on the coast, NorCal. So, uh, yeah, it's a PCH. And it's yeah. like sunset, <laughs> like the sunset's happening, kind of synth wavy. Carly Ray, the Miami Carly Ray, you know. Miami Carly, yeah. Vice City Carly, Carly <laughs> Ray Jefferson Vice City. This would be great on a Vice City uh, soundtrack. I feel like yeah. this would fit right in. You get that pulsing bass and a little sax action. It's it's what yeah. you need. We're on to come over. Gross. <laughs> when you say it like that. I did look I didn't name it yeah but like I would have called it come over but you said come over like you hit the you hit the first word real hard on that one Jake what you don't understand is that the clip from the what 1992 cinematic meh it's not a a (laughs) catastrophe and it's not a a hit Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze where Splinter is meditating on the roof 
that scene where they ask him where Splinter is, and they're like, up on the roof, doing what? Coming. It just lives in my brain. 24-7. <laughs> so anytime I have to pronounce the word come, Splinter's in there, whispering like <laughs> in my ear from the inside out, going, coming. Uh. <laughs> also, this song's uh. horny. We can't act like she didn't mean it to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 no, for sure. Don't make me the gross one, Carly. <laughs> How you feel about this one, Mark? Yeah, this is actually one of the lesser songs on the album for me. It's fine. Sure. I have absolutely no strong opinions on this particular song, which is, I suppose, stemming <laughs> with faint praise. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I think, I think the worst thing something can run. be is kind of boring. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I get that. I also, it makes me think of Red Rover, the childhood game. Mm. <laughs> I'll take it over there's a hole in the bucket. Any day. <laughs> I have to choose between the two. <laughs> okay with this i don't know this is like summertime you've had so you're had you somewhat i can't talk can't do words someone's coming <laughs> over to your apartment and you're doing like you're cooking them dinner for a date that's what these are the vibes i'm getting from this song okay okay yeah i kind of get like uh in a in like a a teen show like a, like a veronica mars or an oc mm. Like, this would be playing at a party when, like, things are winding down and something uh, <laughs> mysterious happens. Sure. <laughs> you know, and it's like, where did where did Derek go? I don't know. Oh, and this no. is, they got to find, you know. Where is Derek? He's on the roof. Doing what? <laughs> put it to rest. We're on to put it to rest. <laughs> Which is what I should be doing with that bit. <laughs> As a counterpoint to the last song, really love this one. I'm immediately on board with this song. I like what it's doing. I, I this is right back on track for me after that last one kind of meh. But as we established in the last episode, I like things that have a sort of ethereal folk vibe. So mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. I can't remember which of these last three songs it is that I I had to ask out loud to nobody when I was listening to it. Who is this for? I don't think I don't think it's this one. <laughs> would that it were this one? Because then you would have the answer. It's for your. I would work. have the answer. Yeah. I like once we get to the end. If it's, it gives me the same feeling, I will. I will uh, confirm that it was this one. <laughs> then I will at least have an answer that it's for you. Um, but it was. I don't know. If, I don't know which one it is. But there's. It just like it's like thirty seconds of outro that just like the song like walks away from the record, and I was like, what are we? Why would you do this? Why would you make this here? And they might be the next one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, one, I do like this song, and two, if it's the next one, it's because the record in the standard edition is supposed to end there. How is this your B-side album have <laughs> bonus songs? <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen, <laughs> you are Carly. out of control. You can't. Someone look, stop her. If you're gonna put out the songs that didn't make it, you can't have extras. 
You gotta, you just gotta well, do she, the damn thing. She wrote like eighty something, and then had sixty five left over to cut down for this. So. <laughs> weird <laughs> i also don't like that the last two songs are stadium love and weekend love right in a row that just mm-hmm. like visually does not love, love. look good to me not great i do think weekend love sounds like a bonus track for once a lot of times we listen to the bonus tracks on these and it's like this should have just been on the album but yeah <laughs> weekend love is both not i don't remember it being bad and i was also like yeah this is a bonus track this is where this belongs this could be a, the um like the second take theme song like if they couldn't use sanctuary the uh the show angel I feel like they could put okay. this on. It'd be the same, same vibe. Uh, for, wow. for the theme song. For all our angel fans out there. Of which I am one. <laughs> out there, Jake, not in here. As you know, we're all in this, the same physical location, smashed into like right. a glass. Well, dome you can only do, you're only allowed to podcast if you're in the same room. Everybody knows that. So yeah, you had to go course. to the same place. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous otherwise. How would we hear what each other were saying if we weren't in the same spot? <laughs> be, yeah. Don't be ridiculous. We're on to stadium love. Hear this church's ass synth. <laughs> hey, Jake, did you do your homework? <laughs> I was waiting for it. No, I didn't. It's been four <laughs> days since the last one we recorded. I haven't had time. <laughs> I know you finished and those Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I finished them two Listen, days the ago. Guys, got to have priorities. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to wa- get through the wild fifth one and the. I think it sticks to landing sixth one, but it's still kind of weird to watch the reboot, which is the good, the best mm-hmm. one. Fair, fair. I have strong opinions about Resident Evil movies. I can't help it. You did look. Someone has to. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to get back for those things. There, it's you're, it's you're just like sword. it's me and Paul, wicked sick Anderson. It's just us two holding <laughs> it down. That's what WS stands for. Yeah. I don't think it was this one either. That I was like, what are you? Who is this for? I think I like this one. Hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe it's weekend love that I'm like. What are we doing here? Or you know what? It was put it to rest, and I just didn't notice because my headphones are different, and I can't hear it the same way. Sure. <laughs> this is a good ender good for talk. the album. Uh, yeah, I think I'd be happy if it went out on this. Like, good thing we got this this little epilogue coming afterwards, just to really seal it with a kiss. <laughs> I don't know about that record. That one has Call Me Maybe on it, but <laughs> the rest of it's kind of the same. Just kind of same. Yeah, but can I like s- that. So. Can we seal it with an emotion instead? I mean, that's look, that's shooting real high. I don't think we can seal it with an emotion side B, maybe. But. Can we? Okay. What if we, what if we seal it with a dedicated and just like cut it right down the middle? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. 
I think dedicated, aside from emotion, I think dedicated uh, also averages the highest looking at the the rankings. Mm-hmm. It's a good ass album. It's real good. She says stadium in an interesting way. Well, she's Canadian. So. Stadium. (laughs) Stadium. We're on to weekend, love. (laughs) (laughs) This, you know what? This does very much sound like a bonus track. Yeah. This sounds like I would have to wait through like four minutes of silence to get to this song. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's the rubric for sure. I feel like there's a you know a couple of these uh, bonus tracks could would be uh, bolstered heavily by just putting four minutes of dead air between <laughs> them and the last one to give you time to think that this that the album's over and then you're yeah. like oh I, I forgot to turn it off what a song at the end that and backmasking are the are the two great CD arts we've mm. lost. You ever have tracks on your CDs, Jake, that were in the pre-gap? Is that where you got to like re- you got to rewind at the start of the from the beginning? Song? Yeah, yeah. I think a Fall Out Boy has song uh, album has one of those. I think uh, I don't know which one, but I think one of them has it. Nice. This is all right. This is fine. Now, now that I'm listening to this, it definitely was put it to rest. Where I was like, who is this for? And I'm glad I found an answer <laughs> that it's Mark. Sure. It's Mark. I like put it to rest too. I'm glad it's for uh, maybe, maybe just who is this for? And it's the answer is just, answer's not, just not me. <laughs> is that? <laughs> and that's okay. Jake, that's yeah. okay. You live your truth. We're not going to, we're not going to yeah. smirch you for it. We promise. Hey, Mark, the second that we cut, make sure that we talk mad shit on Jake for just liking this song. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> oh, shit. That was on Mike. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like the ending of an anime that I haven't seen. <laughs> hmm. That's fair. I don't know. Not anyone in particular. Just like I haven't seen this anime, but it's, this sounds like this is the song that plays at the end. Sure. A, an unrelated to Carly Rae Jepsen thing that happened this week is they put out that uh, it's right after Halloween when we're recording this listener. They put out that Scott Pilgrim, like the anime intro and there's yeah. a fucking there's a fucking Beck reference in there. Not Beck the band, but like Beck the anime <laughs> reference in the in the beginning of it. And I was like, I I did the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio thing where I'm just pointing at the screen I'm like that's for me. I know that. Uh, <laughs> that is the end of the album. It just kind of that is stops. It just kind of is yes. like and then yeah. Um, and I still got autoplay on, so now want you in my room from dedicated started playing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, that's a good place to go if you're gonna. <laughs> the you're gonna the last one was the like, the last one was like, here's Happy Not Knowing, and I was like, oof, that you should have played anything else because that's my favorite song off that album, and I did not care for Loneliest oh, Time, so it's just a, it's a real rough oh, no. cut between the two. Yeah, we've uh, we've done an entire Carly Rae discography at this point. How are we feeling? Yeah. We've spanned 
We spent a decade and a half of Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> it has. It's been much more than one week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, been, it's, been a, it has been a trial getting to this point where we have officially listened to all of these records. We, we said, look, we can knock this out in like eight weeks, eight, eight or nine weeks and just do one a week. That'll be fine. <laughs> it took at least uh, an extra month's worth, I think, to get all these knocked out by the end of it. But we got here. Whew. How are we feeling about this record in particular? Well, I guess let's start with Mark. Mark talks the least, so I want to hear the most from him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned it early. I kind of thought I'd have a bit of a contrarian take by enjoying this this here record, but I really enjoyed it. It's I don't know that it's doing anything... Uh, sort of mind-blowing. Like, I'm not walking away saying, like, boy, that album has really redefined Carly Rae Jepsen for me. But it is trying out some different things. It's stretching in some new directions. And most of those directions work for me more than they don't, I think is fair to say. I'm interested to see in the same way that... uh, Oh, one of the other B-sides, I remember Jake saying this kind of... This is like a pivot, and if you like where this is heading, you're going to have a good time later. Uh, I'm interested to see if this is another pivot point in Carly Rae's career and if it's going to sort of represent a jumping off to a to another distinct style. Uh, obviously, we won't know that on this year podcast for some time, <laughs> but I do sure, think, sure. Maybe, I look- uh, I, you know, we've had 80s and 90s Carly Rae. I'm interested to see what comes next. Yeah. Uh, I look today and there's nothing on the horizon um, <laughs> as far as what she's <laughs> announced. So we're safe for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we got some buffer room here before we have to uh, come back and do another Carly Rae Jepsen. This one came out this year, like very recently. So I think most people like this record. I, that seems to be the general consensus. That wasn't what I would have assumed based off of my initial impressions of it. But I it also just seems to be the consensus is if, if you like Carly Rae Jepsen, you like all the records. That seems to be like what most of the fan base does. So... That's fine. That's good. Good for y'all. I'm glad y'all are still satisfied. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, if I'm representative in that metric, but um, I feel like I feel like you're right. Like so far, I like I did not. I did not care for uh, loneliest time uh, or dedicated side B, which uh, I I think was mostly just boring in in a way that made me um absolutely like delusional. I think <laughs> when we were recording it. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> And then, and then, tug of war is just like, it, like it's not like it's not like a bad uh, record by any stretch, but it, it is, it is like you know her first album that you know mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't sound like her yet, so that's you know I don't yeah. I don't like it as much, um, but like this one I I bounced off of pretty hard the first time I was like eh, yeah I think I like the dedicated side be better, and then I, like after doing this podcast I was like what the hell was I thinking what, what was that guy what was going on in August and that's where my head was because uh, I like right. this this a lot this time I really like this album a lot this time with the with the exception of put it to rest because I just didn't know what they were doing I think this is a, a pretty solid one personally okay nice <laughs> nice. I, I, I'm conflicted because I had the, a similar arc to Jake, except where I had it over the course of a few days, where that first time I bounced off of it real hard, and maybe it's just because, you know, we had just done a podcast, I already listened to a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen that day, yeah. and, and I, I got to Aeroplane, and I was like, what is this hot sack of dog shit? What is this garbage? I don't garbage? know why you don't like happening? Aeroplane, so I, I, I really don't. I pretty okay. <laughs> I, it's the I super do not like it. <laughs> oh, it's just, it, the, it's 
just the way it's set. Okay, that's it. It's like a it's like a Pavlov thing. It's not. Look, I think aeroplane is charming. I think Jefferson aeroplane is that's that's a charming thing. But like, I think the lyrics are. I think that it just doesn't flow right. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever is happening in Mark's brain, the opposite is happening in mine. It's one of the few times where like. It's affirmed that, like, we are actually two separate people, and I have not just been talking to myself on a microphone for the last <laughs> however long. You know, so that's that's a little affirming. But I, I, I don't know. I had a real bad time with it that first time, and then I was so checked out for the rest of it, where I was just, like, queued up to have an awful time with it. I didn't. Like, the record literally ended, and I was like, well, that was garbage i hated that that was so bad <laughs> and then today I, w- I was dreading returning to it and then i listened to it again and i was like aeroplane still sucks but this isn't bad the, the rest of this record's not bad so i'm glad i got a, a second shot at it i think i was just like so let down from like musically at doing so many things that i really liked up top and then having a real bad time with that one particular song that it just sure, like just, just threw off my whole experience. Right there. <laughs> it was it was real bad. Where like my brain was just not locked into what she was doing, and I didn't have a good time. Had a much better time the second time around. And so I'm in a weird place where I'm like, is this is this going to be one of those things where like now if I go back and I listen to it more, is it going to improve my opinion, or am I just where I'm at, where I'm going to be at forever? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like is it is it is it the upswing or is it like I have I have switch sides and this is kind of where i am right water has found its level (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) so i guess that's kind of how i'm feeling about it is i'm like uh, where does it where does it go on my list because i i don't think it's going to be particularly high on my list regardless but depending on whether or not i've already found equilibrium is going to help me decide where exactly i think it needs to go (laughs) because sometimes it does stuff i really love psychedelic switch like mark said i could put that on for half an hour and just listen to it on a loop and i'd be fine well yeah because it's Uh, just the same sentence over and over and over again you would never know where it stops you would never be able to tell (laughs) i don't i don't think you understand jake is that like i had i had a vhs uh of like just recorded music videos from like mtv2 because we inexplicably got it off air like uh, not we didn't have cable it just came over the fucking (laughs) they just accidentally (laughs) analog antenna (laughs) yeah and and we just i just had it and it was the greatest thing for teenage me without cable uh and on one i watched jimmy world videos on a loop but also that daft punk video of uh (laughs) fucking ah shit what's that song from such a great song you can't even remember it wow one more time one more time (laughs) Well, I haven't. My brain's fried from doing so much Carly Rae Jepsen. That's all that lives in it now. It's <laughs> <That was> fair. <laughs> that's, I, how, I, that's how they get you. <laughs> I had to hollow out like a big like reserve of like mathematical formulas and scientific knowledge just to fit Carly Rae in there somewhere for this podcast. I would give up knowing any anyone outside of my immediate family's birthdays Mm-mm. for just to make more room for a cut to the feeling. So like <laughs> that I that's fair. That definitely all went so fast. I know a handful of people's birthdays and the rest of them are all in a calendar app. Otherwise, I don't know when y'all were born. I'm sorry. I, uh, I do, my brain does not remember those anymore. But uh, yeah, I used to listen to one more time, just like watch that video on a fucking like over and over again whenever I was younger on a VHS recording. I would do the same thing with the song that didn't make it on that record. And for some reason, Carly Rae Jepsen got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I don't want to say like broke up, but they like disbanded. 
right? So maybe they just have one left over, and they're like, well, let's send it to Carly Rae. Maybe she'll <laughs> like it. Yeah, she can have it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Look, would Carly Rae have a career if it wasn't for Daft Punk? And that's uh, that that I don't, I'm not 100% certain of, only because they really pushed Heavy to have, like, disco come back before she started her, like, disco <laughs> arc. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, look, don't come for me, racist, but, I'm, but <laughs> I am, I am saying called. maybe that, what are you guys called again? You don't prefer, you don't like that? You don't like Ray that guns. One? We went over Ray it. Guns. That was one person uh-huh. that was butts uh-huh. are juicy and that was it. That's that the was- only person who calls themselves that. You like trying to it's they're trying uh, to make fetch happen and it ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry. Trying to make racism happen. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I'm not saying Carly Rae wouldn't have a career without Daft Punk's random access memory, but it helps. I think it helps. <laughs> I think it got the world ready for disco records again. Should we rank this guy? Yeah, I guess so. I think so. I don't so. know why we're assuming this record's gender, but based off of how mad it made me initially, that's fair. Jake, I think you have the highest opinion of this one maybe so yeah i'm, I'm kind of waffling um because last time i said that i didn't like loneliest time more than i liked call me maybe mm-hmm. like the sing the singular song and that's why sure. it, it didn't go above it um because i would rather listen to that album on repeat than loneliest time on repeat i i, I think i compared it powerpuff girls to hdtv um Sounds about right, yeah. I'm a Powerpuff Girls guy. But this time, I also... Like, this is weird. I also don't like this album as much as I like uh, Call Me Maybe. But I do like it more than I like Kiss. So I feel like I'm going to put it above that. Okay. Um, But it's not going above Side B because I don't like... uh, Look, the, the... you 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 gotta be you gotta go hard to get past cut to the feeling and dedicated only barely uh <laughs> uh made it so uh so from bottom to the top at number eight is tug of war at number seven is dedicated side b at number six is the loneliest time at number five it's kiss at number four it's the loveliest time at number three it's emotion side b at number two is dedicated side a and then at uh, number one it's emotion side a <laughs> <laughs> Normal style. I'm really, really struggling with this uh, because for <laughs> me, the loneliest time and the loveliest time are effectively 3A and 3B, and I cannot decide what order I, I want mm. to put them in. Okay. I really enjoy, as we mentioned last time, the sort of weird folk undertones of it and the sort of ethereal electronica of it, of the loneliest time. That all works for me as a pretty cohesive album until it gets restructured by dan to be i think a very cohesive <laughs> album <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how that how the dan cut works when i give that a listen uh sure, i think sure. the loveliest time is a better constructed album i might like the loneliest time ever so slightly more so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this one in at number four so i go from dedicated side b at eight to kiss emotion side b tug of war the loveliest time, the loneliest time, emotion and dedicated. That feels that feels good. As I type it yeah. out, I feel more confident in that decision. Okay. 
Uh, I look. I don't think anything on the loveliest time is better than the track, the loneliest time, or surrender my heart. So I think I think on that alone, and th- sure. there's songs I like just as much as those on that record, personally. But I, I mean, just like empirically, I don't know how you can listen to anything <laughs> on this record and be like, that's better than the song, the loneliest time. I, that's weird. Are to you me. are that's, you telling me? I'll do what you. Are mean. you telling me Canada's own Carly Rae Jetset Radio? <laughs> Anything Future. to be with you is is not as good as anything on loneliest time. No, I'm saying the highs are higher on the loneliest time. Oh, okay, all right, okay. I I maybe I misheard. Okay, go about your business. <laughs> yeah, like I think I, I'm saying the height the heights on the loneliest time are higher than the heights on the loveliest time. To say that three I, times fast, I goddamn dare I, you. <laughs> What was I could do it? I'm great at tongue twisters. I don't know what you. I, I would need it written down though. Um, but I, I, it's your list, so I'm not gonna try yeah. to Im- impede. I, but I understand what you're saying. I, just, I think, um, I think I'm sort of more in that. Like this one averages higher for me than the other one does, sure, and I, sure. I like that more. So, yeah, like the the thing with the the loneliest time is that I, Dan, responsible for Dan's version of <laughs> the, <laughs> of the loneliest time, no longer listen to the regular version of the loneliest time. I've <laughs> oh, just okay, been listening it. exclusively to my version for the like uh, like probably half a dozen times since the last time I recorded because the songs on there are real good. Uh, I, it's just a, I really, honest to God, think the problem with the loneliest time is a pacing issue. Uh, because the heights are real high, I think. And uh, the, the Loveliest Time, I think, is a better constructed record out of the box. Like, it comes pre-assembled better. You don't have to yeah. fuss with it. And, like, that's great if you don't want to, like, fuck with your character creator. But I like fucking with a character creator. <laughs> and <laughs> there's more, I don't know, there's more appealing stuff for me on The Loneliest Time by far than what's on The Loveliest Time. I, I, I like some songs off of this record. I'm okay with most of them. And then, like, I think the worst song she's ever written is on it. And I know that's a hot take among present company. That is, that's, that feels like a very hot take. Cause I, I don't, I don't know why you dislike it so much with that. But at the same time, I <laughs> Real also bad time like, with it. <laughs> I'm like, well, who is, who is said it? I don't even know the name of the song. Let's put it to rest. Who is that for? And yeah. it's everybody but me, apparently. It's us. So I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Each one of us has a, probably a weird take about this record. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, so I think, I don't know, The Loveliest Time's definitely going lower on my list than it is for either of, I think, God, I'm trying to remember what all was on dedicated side B. That's the, that's the fucked up part. I can't remember any tracks that are off of that record, and yet I know I liked it more than Kiss. That, that feels prejudicial. (laughs) Let's see, let's see, well, Kiss is, Kiss is one really good song. And then yeah. a bunch of songs that all sound like the same version, but worse of that song. So that's uh, take it up with the twelve hundred producers that made that record, not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one had de- that one had a full team. Dedicated side B. I'm actively pulling it up on Spotify, trying to figure out what was on this record. Nothing. It had nothing. It did it have bleachers? Were you on that away. one? You were on bleachers. I think you were. You were on dedicated <laughs> side B. Yeah, I was on there. That's why I like it so much. That's why you like it so much. It's nepotism. I was on comeback. <laughs> Look, is it nepotism if you? Does it count if it's yourself? Is it? I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think it works if it's just me. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not giving it like an inside. Take it. 
for like my Take family. The There's council. no nepo baby happening. Take it up with the council. <laughs> what? Who's the council? I don't know. It's midnight. I'm tired. I'm a sleepy baby. I'm <laughs> That's <not> a- fair. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I like some of these songs. Could I tell you what they sound like? Uh, off the top of my head, maybe not entirely, but. I know I liked Windows, Stay Away. I was on Comeback, Me Bleachers. So, <laughs> <You> bleachers. <laughs> yeah. I know I didn't like Now I Don't Hate California after all. I thought that one was pretty bleh. That was, um, yeah, that's that's also not a good one. Solo was kind of, uh, I could take it or leave it depending on how condescending it feels in the moment. <laughs> it's really, it's like really deadlocked, got- I think, between these two. I mean, that's, that's between, that's the, oh, the only you and you alone. Can answer that yeah. in the words of Olmec. <laughs> the choice is yours and yours alone. Clearly, based on the previous six episodes, that is between you and Evangelical Jesus Christ, Dan. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> About me and my white Christian God, for sure. <laughs> it, look, I'm going to, just because I'm on dedicated side B and I'm really proud of the work that I've done personally, I'm going to give bleachers. it a leg up and put it above it. Uh, yeah, me, nepotism. bleachers. <laughs> Nepotism. I don't think that's how that works. If the shoe fits. I think if like I don't I don't think this fits the the definition of nepotism, but okay. Um What's this fucking record called The Loneliest Time? With who? Me? Bleachers? Take it up with bleachers. Take it up with 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 white Jesus Christ. I will. (laughs) Homie's got a lot to answer for. The original Nepo baby. (laughs) <laughs> it truly was. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Uh, before we finish up, I do think we want to give Jake uh, one last chance to plug himself and his podcasts. I think that was the plan, yeah. right? First and last. Yeah. Let me, let, yeah. Let me count it. Let me count up my list real quick. And then Jake can yeah, plug yeah. his things. I just so it's officially has been done and there's no confusion Walk here in. at number eight tug of war number seven kiss number four or that's not number four I just got a bunch of numbers number, <laughs> it's late y'all we've Get been together, doing bleachers. so much Carly Rae Jepsis thank you thank you I will I have a duty to my fans number six the loveliest time Number five, dedicated side B featuring bleachers. Me, your boy bleachers. Number four, emotion side B. Number three, the loneliest time. Number two, dedicated. And number one, emotion, the A side one, the the real, the one all the gay people like. <laughs> I hope that uh. at least one person out there listening likes the bleachers joke as much as I do. <laughs> I, if, there's at least one person on this podcast that likes it as much as you, and it's me, bleachers. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jake, Jake, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and doing these with us. I don't think we could have gotten through this in the, the state we have <laughs> without you here to guide us. Well, thanks for having me. Always, always happy to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen with my friend Mark and bleachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the new name of this podcast, Mark and Bleachers. <laughs> Mark and Bleachers. Bleachers and Mark, please. There you go. That that flows better. <laughs> I'm the headlining act, clearly. Me, Bleachers. Uh, Jake, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the uh, the the terminal 
patient that is Twitter uh, uh, at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, I'm also on Blue Sky at Jake Mason dot whatever Blue Sky has you do afterwards. I almost just started doing the uh, the where you can find the Morphin Grid specifically because I am sleepy <laughs> sure. and I default to hosting that podcast uh, <laughs> when <laughs> when pressed. Uh, speaking of that podcast, that's one of the podcasts you can find me on. I'm on a bunch of them. There's uh, the Morphin Grid, an episode by episode recap of the Power Rangers franchise. We're in Jungle Fury. By the time this goes up, we might be no, we're we're farther ahead recording than we are airing. So we're probably close to the middle end or the, near the end of uh, Jungle Fury by the time this airs. Um, go check it out. This I think for my money for my humble money the funniest podcast on the internet um there's also kingdom smarts where shannon Maynard has 30 minutes at a time to explain kingdom hearts to me um that's also a fun one there's uh pokemon world tour and pokemon world tour united both are on accidental hiatus um but uh you know, stay stay tuned for more um and you can find me in other places i was on the first episode of a digimon actual play co- podcast called binary break i play kid brother a yeah. uh, long storied uh celebrated character in the digimon lore is kid brother and i got to play it in the first episode of, of that show so um go check that out too our previously mentioned friend tanner is on that show as well yes tanner yeah. is also on that show yeah i don't know why i'm asking this question because i am aware that we do not have an answer but damn what are we doing next <laughs> Uh, yeah, next up we're doing Fuck If I Know. It depends on <laughs> if this strike is over or not. <laughs> The Third One Sucks is a Retrograde Orbit Radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at The Third One Sucks or email us at thethirdonesucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in the sequel.